So, hello and welcome. My name's Steve Nabell, and today I'm speaking with Elena Angel on the subject of relationship, sexuality, and spirituality. Elena is the ultimate life sex coach, and through her consulting practice, teaching, and writing, she helps individuals integrate sexuality, spirituality, and bring new joy, fulfillment, and creativity in their lives and relationships. And her website is elenaangel.com. There'll be a link going out with this podcast. Elena, good morning. Good morning, Steve. So good to connect with you. Yeah, how are, how are you today? All right? I'm very well. I'm very excited about today's discussion. As you know, it's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> yeah, well, relationships, yeah. spirituality, spirituality, it's a very exciting subject for many. Uh, how, how did you get involved in this field, first of all? It has been a lifelong journey, um, the, the search for meaning and understanding and also cracking this thing called relationship. Um, historically, as, as a young person, I was very shy, very introverted and, and couldn't quite get how the small talk worked out. Um, it was very hard for me to connect and I, I just kept seeing people hurting each other. Um, and, you know, I did fall in love a few times, you know, as a young woman, but I, I was not so happy in love. I tend to be miserable in love and in pain in love. <laughs> and it, it just really pained me. And I, I could see this um, a deep sorrow uh, inside. I could feel it. Um, so very early on, I, I started to look at that and started to challenge my ideas about myself and relationships and what it was all about. At the same time, I was I was very spiritual. I, I had a deep longing uh, to connect with spirit and, and to um, commune really with the divine. And the, the the background that I come from is Greek Orthodox, and uh, the, the religious um, imperatives, let's say, and, and models didn't, didn't quite fit with my my own feeling um so i did feel sexual energy in my body it, it, it did feel wonderful but at the same time uh it somehow wasn't accepted there was no um way of being with that and still being spiritual um as a conservative christian yeah. uh, so i really struggled with that and i just couldn't get it and i felt a lot of guilt and shame <laughs> about my sexual feelings mm. um but but you know the virgin mary was not an archetype i could aspire to <laughs> <laughs> I was. I can I understand was, why. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and and so I kind of felt like surely I wasn't a bad person. I was a good person, but why couldn't I fit in? And I felt more like the Christ on the cross, to be honest. Yeah. And and I really was suffering with that. Um, there were also a lot of double standards, you know, with with men having all this freedom to be sexual, to explore, and you know, isn't it great with when a when a man has many girlfriends? But for a girl, it was not okay, you know, to to have boyfriends and to uh, be more open sexually. So um, I really suffered with that. And um, as I was growing up, I was exploring uh, spirituality. I, I looked at mystical schools, and um, I was working through my personality issues and my shyness and my insecurities and my mistrust, and, and and just finding ways to be sexual that that was somehow more honoring and respectful of myself and also of others. Um, working my way through all those paradigms. Um, the you know the the porn influences and the suppression of the feminine and and all those injustices socially. Mm. Um, so it was a it was a difficult journey. But what happened was at some point in my thirties because it did take a while. Yeah. 
to get to somewhere good with it all. Um, in my 30s, um, this deep longing for, for spirit and connection led me to uh, meditation. Mm. And I, I, I was really looking for that something to fulfill me because nothing really was. Even, you know, uh, love affairs and romance and travel and my music and my career, it just wasn't fulfilling. And I still hadn't joined all the dots and, and this spirituality still wasn't embodying. I, I, I couldn't quite get there. Mm. Um, and I did this meditation. Um, it was uh, by Bert Goldman. And uh, it was called Find Your Soul Purpose. And I thought, yeah, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's the answer to my problems. <laughs> right. um, yeah, and so I did this little meditation. It was only 10 minutes or so. Um, but but I, I was very genuine in my quest. And I was very genuine in my willingness to see that thing, whatever it was, that surely held the answers for me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did this meditation, and it totally surprised me. And I had this... Vision just out of nowhere, and I've written about it. I'm not going to tell you what the vision was, but I will tell you that I didn't get it. Mm. <laughs> I didn't get it at all. I thought, What is this thing? What am I supposed to do? It's like, there was no uh, guidance. Or, oh, now you do this, or you do that, or there, there was no clear image of what my life would look like. Nothing at all. But I did have a very strong vision, and in that moment, I just, um, I just surrendered to that. I just you know, put it out to the universe and okay, well, whatever this thing is, which I really don't understand, I'll do it. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Help me then. Help me because I, I don't know how. And, and somehow it worked. This alignment and this willingness to, to commit to that thing, um, I started to work magic in my life. And I started to have these encounters with people because universe works through people, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, and I started meeting these extraordinary people just in, in very strange ways. Like this amazing synergy started to occur and synchronicities and serendipities. And I found myself in unlikely places meeting unlikely people who somehow had important pieces of information for me. And, and they would tell me this one thing and, and somehow I would let a bulb in my head and go, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the thing. And I would follow on and then that would take me to a new encounter and a new learning and a new opening and my life just changed drastically in the next few years. So before I knew it, uh, I had made, um, you know, some wonderful soulmates had amazing connections. Uh, my first experience of transcendental sex and tantra, and I was really plunged into this mystery of sacred sexuality. Mm. Um, and, and life really was magic in every way. And I thought, okay, yeah, this is it. This is it. I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> with tantric uh, sexuality, which which I didn't learn through workshops, I actually went into experientially mm. through those soulmate connections, what I call soulmate connections. And uh, it, it, it really made the connection for me. I felt divine and I felt embodied and I felt sacred and I felt connected and all, all the dots were connected finally at last. And and the divine and the mundane were connected in me and in that moment and and with another and also within me just uh, in myself. So I started to pursue that and I studied. I looked at tantra and Taoism, did lots of trainings and continued the journey um, until it became my new profession. So for a musician, I shifted to tantra practitioner, uh, sexual healer, um, eventually coach, teacher, mentor. And my, my deep yearning is to convey 
um, the message of sacred relating, sacred sexuality, um, really coming from the soul when we connect with others, when we relate, and transforming transforming our experience of relationship in our communities and, and the synergy and the partnerships that we create with each other and also a sense of wholeness that we can feel deep inside. Uh, so that's how it's all worked out for me. Okay. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> well, it seems like we're talking about two different levels in a way. One is the kind of level of problem and uh, mundaneness and the, all the stuff that goes on around around this energy, which is kind of well it's kind of abused misused misunderstood you know overwhelming all this kind of thing and then there's mm. other magical level you're talking about of soul connection and tantra and sacred sexuality can i ask you first about the kind of the kind of problem area you know the stuff we get into you talked about being miserable in love you know you're falling in love people do fall in love don't they and then they're not always happy and make bad choices there's guilt as you mentioned there's all this religious stuff there's cultural problems there's there's, there's that weird paradigm in probably catholicism virgin slut kind of idea for women suppression of the feminine blah 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 what about all of that how do people navigate that stuff well, mostly they don't, right. <laughs> and, and that's that's what I've been finding. Um, so, so most people have to deal with inner conflict, and and you know they they can be more liberated in some ways, but it always there's always a price to pay. You know, there are very few people that that don't struggle with that to some extent because the conditioning is so deeply rooted, yeah. and it's just so old. Mm. <laughs> um, and there is good news, though, and I, and I think the solution is to to building communities. Uh, so if if I'm starting to have a bit of a um, revolution of my own and I'm wanting to transform my relationships and my sexuality and so on, but everybody around me is still in the old paradigm, it's going to be hard for me mm. uh, to, to sustain that and even to find you know like-minded people or people who have the same values or same aspirations as me. Um, it's you know we, we see that when people are dieting, right? So you want to diet, and everybody else is <laughs> mm. eating whatever they like. You, you know, if you don't get that support, it's much harder to do on your own anything at all. Mm. Um, so also with relationships, I find that it's important to build more communities mm. uh, around conscious relating, not not just for for sexuality or for sexual relationships, just all relationships to have more partnerships. Yeah. Um, community projects and, and just community settings, mm. uh, which is what I'm doing with my soulmate connections uh, groups. Um, I really encourage people to meet and relate from this new place and to find what synergy naturally arises mm. um, when uh, the the paradigm is not a selfish one or, 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 or one of just following on from the inherited uh, conditioned beliefs and guidelines. Mm. Uh, so, so that's what I'm finding, and the more people can can find, you know, small pockets or larger pockets <laughs> of people with with similar aspirations and ideals and desires, then uh, the better able we all are to take our relationships to the next level. Mm. Well, so in this whole confusing field, which is a bit overwhelming for a lot of people, and then you know, suddenly somebody hears about tantra, or they hear about polygamy, yeah. you know, polyamory, and all this kind of thing. What about all this um, exploration that's going on now? For some people, it's kind of scary. You know, polyamory, you know, is kind of becoming very in vogue now. What about this kind of exploration? Does that lead often to to um, something new happening for people? 
Um, yes, there, there is a tendency for that collectively, I feel, and, um, and it does come with its dangers, I guess. I mean, polyamory is not a, an easy way out of a dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot of people uh, are hoping for this. You know, they, it's not really working with their partner. They think, oh, maybe if we open it up a little bit, it's going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but actually, it usually isn't if that's the starting point. Uh, because polyamory requires commitment to more people, actually, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and requires uh, availability and transparency. Um, the, the positive side to it is that people are starting to look at their relationship contracts and realizing they don't have to be one type of contract, mm. and, and that the, they can um, work out what it is really fulfills them and uh, really expresses them authentically and then have agreements around that. Mm. Uh, most people who are new to this would benefit from some kind of guidance, like I said, a, a, you know, some community that will support uh, this lifestyle mm. um, and those kinds of choices. Mm. Um, uh, there are some dangers too, <laughs> as well. You know, personally, I I don't find it to be an easy path. It's I find it quite demanding. You know, it 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 might seem really appealing. <laughs> you know, to have variety and whatnot, and not be uber attached to one person. Yeah, it's great, but it it's it's just it's a demanding style of relating, mm. and. Um, it, it would take a bit of energy, you know, one, one needs to, to have enough energy to sustain this kind of thing, I find. Yeah. So, mm. you know, for me, it seems like that um, many years ago, we might be talking thousands of years ago, perhaps, that sexuality yeah. and spirituality were not separate. You know, you um, had um, priestesses that were very kind of sexual, often in some cultures. But nowadays, with perhaps with religion, we have... Um, you know, the, the sins of the flesh and all these ideas, you know, that the body is a sinful path and the spirit yes. is the way and the pure thing and superior to the body. So how do we you start to be unite body, sex and spirit together? It's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I want the answer now. <laughs> <laughs> right, two minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, where do we begin? Um... Let, let me start with a slightly different um, angle here. Mm. You you probably have noticed um, uh, popularity um, of explorations, out-of-body explorations like astral travel and lucid dreaming. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm sure this, this is something people hear more and more about. Mm. And I myself have been exploring that. Because uh, we can identify ourselves more with our non-corporeal aspect, <laughs> yeah. with a spiritual aspect which, which is uh, greater than the body and, and exists also uh, beyond it. Um, and it's kind of easy. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's much easier to be spiritual like that. <laughs> Yeah. It's less messy and and, um, and it, it it just has much. Uh, it's it's less demanding. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, when when we focus more on our um, identity uh, that that's uh, non corporeal. 
or disembodied, out of body, then that is, of course, very close to the essence of spirit, therefore it's easy. Mm. But the, the hard part is to do it through the body because the body is an extension of the spirit. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's given life um, by the spirit. It's, it's the temple, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and this is where Tantra, I feel, has a great advantage in that it's an embodied spirituality and it, it aspires to a state of liberation Mm. Through the body and with the body. So you are spiritual and you take your body with you. (laughs) Uh, I I find this great value in that. And it's it's easy to be spiritual without the body. But if we have body, surely there's a reason we do that. (laughs) And and surely the journey is to be more embodied rather than less embodied. Mm. Yeah, I agree Um, with you totally. yeah, and I, I find uh, the Taoists have having the right way around. You know, some of the uh, tantric, uh, yogic um, uh, traditions are focused more on the transcending the body, moving beyond. You know, the expanded states, whereas the Taoists focus on the physiology a lot more, mm. and, and they're interested in living, breathing. Um, fixing spirituality mm. and and they're saying well spirit can take care of itself because spirit is fine mm. <laughs> it's, it's the body to look uh, to look after and for us to embody those uh, virtues mm. the spiritual virtues and the 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 proof that we've done that is we have good health we've got good vitality we've got good relationships good families good homes mm. um you know functionality mm. <laughs> in our lives so that's that's a somebody who who is actually living out um the, the virtues of spirit brilliant um, yeah. let me ask you um Sexual energy um, in in a kind of mundane relationship, I, I guess this is kind of what goes on. Sexual tension builds and then it's released and then, phew, great, you know, and then it builds and it's released. But in more Taoist and, and tantric practices, this energy can be circulated, can't it? Yes, that's At, right. Between your, for yourself and between two people. Can you say something about this energy circulation? Yes, absolutely. Um, so first of all, the sexual center is uh, thought of as a powerhouse. It's a gateway um, through which we can gather energy into our body, into our being. So, so the sex is designed to generate and to multiply energy. And it's, it's very efficient in doing that. And that would be thought as a sexual desire or tension or arousal. Mm. Um, the Taoists uh, realize that th- this is uh, very useful, <laughs> right? Because you need energy for everything. Yeah. But you just just have a peak orgasm and, and then spend it all with very little consciousness and, and not doing very much, not even procreating, right? Mm. Um, is a waste. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Taoists have um, a very uh, complex sexual cultivation practices um, and different ways of circulating the energy, also drawing it and storing it and distilling it and doing all kinds of very wonderful things with it mm. to enhance different aspects of the being. Mm. Uh, so one way in which you're circulating energy is to take it around what is known as the microcosmic orbit. Mm. Um, so if we imagine an energy pathway going uh, around uh, our bodies, um, we can focus on the uh, upper part, you know, the torso and the head, and it would be going uh, down the front of the body, um, uh, then changing direction of the perineum, going up the spine, 
and around the top of the head, changing direction again. So it's going down the front and up the back. Um, there's that extended loop that also includes the legs in a figure of eight. And yeah. um, one basic Taoist practice would be to circulate the energy around this circuit. Um, and that feeds the whole of the body and strengthens the auric field and makes use of that sexual energy instead of just letting it be released very quickly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can also connect that with our center. So, for example, we can um, use it for vitality um, and uh, nourish our core, our sense of personal power. Uh, we can also bring it through the heart and make it more healing, loving energy. Uh, refine it further, also through our higher intelligence, through the, the brain, center, the third eye equivalent, um, and uh, find the spiritual essence uh, of it, and, and then again bring it down and just keep passing it through our centers, uh, feeding and nurturing all the aspects of ourselves. Um, and of course, it can be circulated with a partner. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we'll merge our energies and circulate each other's energies. Right. So let me ask you finally one final question. I know you're going to lead a meditation shortly. So the, my yeah. last question is, soulmates, um, <clears throat> are we destined to meet a kind of one person or are there many people that can become soulmates? Mm. I believe and my experience suggests that we have many, 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 many soulmates. <laughs> Um, that's great yeah absolutely um, uh, so th there's a very high probability <laughs> that you will meet at least one probably lots of them um, I, 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 I have found that um, it, it just helps in so many ways to bring the perspective to the soul perspective and to experience myself as a spiritual being, as a soul, um, having an experience in this human body and then allowing that to guide me. Because as I tune into that, then I'm likely to make uh, those encounters, have those encounters meet those people um, and, and have those special partnerships and connections. Um, I find they're not all romantic. Um, they, they can be other types of partnerships or uh, uh, familial relationships, friendships, um, and, and the, the, the quality of them is they further our growth, our personal growth and our collective growth, mm. uh, because that's what the soul's here for, is to learn and to grow. Um, and we have a great sense of um, satisfaction or fulfillment when we do that. Um, and the other aspect of it is, of course, we, we share uh, love. Uh, there's a benevolence that can easily flow between us when we connect from this place. Mm. Um, and and a, a compassion that's been missing mm. <laughs> from our relationships for a very long time. Mm. Um, compassion, kindness, uh, loving trust uh, are great qualities to tap into. And the more we bring ourselves to that place inside and start connecting with that place, the, the more this will manifest in our relationships. Mm, gorgeous. Mm. Um, Indeed. Great. So, um, Elena, I'm going to let you uh, take the, the center stage for meditation. <laughs> and um, I have no idea what you're going to do, but I'm, I'm passing it over <laughs> to you. <laughs> All right. Well, what I'm going to do today is... Um, I'm going to guide you through a process to connect deeply with yourself 
uh, with your uh, three intelligences and and to find uh, that that place in yourself that will evoke uh, the soul connections and also that sense of wholeness and integration within um, that will inform your relationships as well. Uh, it's based on a Taoist uh, practice, uh, three minds in one, uh, adapted somewhat uh, for the purposes of uh, today's um, exercise, let's say. All right, so just uh, take a moment to sit comfortably. You can also do this standing if you prefer. Uh, maybe shake joints loose a little bit. Make sure that you are upright but without straining in any way just feeling your spine stacked all your bones aligned in a natural way and just take a few deep breaths coming into yourself coming into your being and as you take the next deep breath in and exhale bring your awareness to the center of your brain and imagine breathing in and out of this place and with every breath, you feel an expansion. And imagine lighting a light right at the center of your brain. This light is shining bright, radiating out in every direction. This is your highest intelligence. This is the place where you can receive intuition, inspiration, and there is no end to the wisdom that is available to you. So allow that to open up and feel that ease and spaciousness and availability for wisdom, knowing, intuition, inspiration to arise. Feel a certain peace and an absence of thought in this knowing presence. And any intention you may have, this can simply be brought to your awareness easily and effortlessly. And you might hold an, an intention lightly and trust that it will manifest. This is what this space can do for you, what your higher intelligence, your higher Dantian can do for you. And with a smile, appreciating, taking another deep breath in. Exhaling. And with the next deep breath in and exhalation, allow your awareness to drop into the heart. And start to feel the space in your heart and light, another light right in the center of your heart. And this space of the heart, the middle dantian, is another kind of wisdom. This is the seat of your soul the seed of your joy, all your treasures, gifts and talents, everything that your soul desires and longs for. So start to feel into all of those qualities and this longing in your heart, feeling it fresh and alive, bringing you joy, smiling inside and that light shining brighter still. And feel the great power of the heart as you breathe in and out. It's a powerful tool for transformation. It transforms all energies that pass through it. And every energy that passes through the heart turns into healing, loving energy. Here you can feel yourself connected 
that everything and everyone, all the resources, all the people, all the partnerships, everything that your soul would like you to connect, to express. So feel into that gorgeous soul expression as it unfolds from your heart joyously, reaching out to connect with those that you will form those partnerships and create beautiful connections with. It's all in your heart. And with this loving healing energy, only love can arise through those connections. So you may smile inside and appreciate this gorgeous heart and all those gifts and talents that you have within you. And this inner wisdom around what really brings you joy and fulfillment and what is true to you, you can find this here in your heart. So smile and acknowledge this great power that you have within. As you take a few more deep breaths and allow your heart to feel stronger and more vital and warmer and joyous. And with the next deep breath, exhale and allow your awareness to drop deeper into your body in the belly. And now breathing in and out through the belly and feeling another intelligence there. And light another light deep in your core. And this is a center of personal power. This is your sense of identity and this is a place where you can be grounded and connected with the earth, with this beautiful planet. This is where you can really feel yourself standing strong, taking your place in the world, feeling really wholesome, feeling good and vital in your body, and allowing a natural instinct to live within you. Because your body knows what's good for you and knows the places that are nurturing and nourishing and strengthening the things and the people and the situations that make you feel stronger. And here's where you can have the confidence to be who you are and to make that statement and to leave your mark in this world. Maybe fighting fewer battles, just being yourself in that quiet, strong presence of simply being in your body right here, right now. So this is where you might feel that inner silent power of being, your center of gravity. And allow the light inside to grow deeper and stronger. It's as though you have your very own personal sun in there and take strength from it and feel the trust in yourself and feel the confidence, the quiet confidence arising where you don't need to prove anything or to become anyone. You can just be yourself as you are right here, right now. This is exactly perfect. And you can trust your instinct as you move through life, as you navigate your walk on this beautiful planet Earth. And just take a few moments to scan your entire body from head all the way to toe. And remembering those three lights, 
the light in the center of your brain, the light in the center of your heart, and the light in the center of your belly. And imagine them being connected through a thread of light that connects all of these three centers and reaches out off the top of your head into the heavens and reaches down through your perineum all the way down into the earth. And feel yourself aligned, whole, complete. And as you get ready to come back into the room and to continue with your daily activities, just remember this sense and remember this alignment and remember all those sources of information and strength and magic that you have inside you. And next time you meet someone, remember to be whole as you meet this person. And next time you do some work, remember to be whole like this again. And next time you do something fun for pleasure, entertainment, or when you meet your partner in a sexual encounter, just remember that wholeness that you have and connect from all of those places with your partner, bringing all of yourself to them. <sighs> Wonderful. So just gently, if you close your eyes, you can start to open them again. Open them again gently, maybe close them again, come back into the awareness, open your eyes briefly. Close them again briefly, finding that alignment again. I'm opening your eyes and now keeping them open back in the room. They're still having that special sense of alignment and strength and empowerment within. Thank you.